Just give me a couple of minutes of time to tell you about another Spook Media production. I'll be quick, I promise. So listen, I have OCD. That's short for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. And I do a podcast about that very thing. And mental health and mental illness and all that stuff. On a podcast called The OCD Chronicles. You can find The OCD Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts. All of Season 1 is up there. And coming on Monday, July 5th is Season 2. It'd mean loads to me if you'd check it out. Okay, told you I'd be quick. Shit! You're listening to the James McMahon Music Podcast. I'm your host, James McMahon, and this is a Spook Media Production. Man, I've wanted to talk to Angus Andrew for years, and so I'm chuffed we finally got to connect to talk about Lion's excellent 10th album, The Apple Drop. That conversation is en route, but while I'm here, can I ask you a couple of things? Firstly, if you enjoy this episode, or any other TJM small c MMP episodes, there's no one who's calling this podcast, um... Could you give me a rating and a review on Apple Podcast? It really, really helps in the ranking and accessibility of the series. And secondly, Spook Records are releasing a record by the band Jobbers on July 22nd. That's tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast on the evening that it goes live. They're the band who do this podcast theme tune. Check it out on Spotify or the Spook Records Bandcamp. That's Spook with three O's. But first, what's going on, Angus of Lighters? I tend to keep the video off because I'm I'm uh, deep in the forest and the Wi-Fi is scant. I mean, I was I was just about to say how clear and crisp you were sounding, and then the moment you said that, uh, there was a little ah uh, uh, in your voice. But we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do yeah. the be- we'll we'll do the best we can do. Yeah, man, I turn off all my other devices and. Uh, dedicate all the bandwidth to you my friend <laughs> well i'm gonna say just for the benefit of the people who are listening to this podcast that it is absolutely sweltering here in london in east london in castle spook so i would normally shut the window in the room that i record podcasts in so that the police cars and ambulances that speed past my window several times a day don't get picked up on the podcast, but quite frankly, I'm I'm too fucking hot. So people are just going to have to deal with that if that happens. I'll tell you that it's so cold here that normally I would have a heater on, but for the sake of this podcast, I've turned it off. I mean, I don't, I don't mind if you want to put the heater on, but also, it, I mean, look, I'm going to show my geographical naivety here, but you're in Australia, right? Yep. I mean, is Australia cold? I didn't think it was cold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, this is we could get in the weeds here. Um, look, yeah, technically, for people who come from the northern parts of the world, um, it isn't that cold. But the fact is, houses are built different here, and uh, the structure that I live in has uh, 
big gaping holes under the the doors, for example, and uh, it gets down to about seven degrees, which is 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 really cold for us. Well, listen, I'm a big fan of the cold, and I would do anything for it to not be as uh, scorching as it is uh, here right now. So. <laughs> I would happily trade places. But how, how long have you been back in Australia? Um, I think about five years now. Uh, why did you move back? Oh, life um, life things. Like at that time, my dad was getting to that age where, where it was his last few years. So I wanted to get back and spend some time with him um, before he passed away, which he did. Um, and then I also was looking forward to having a child, which I did. Um, but in general, you know, I had been sort of pining to to get back to Australia for for quite a while. Um, you know, I, 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 I'd spent the, about 20 years um, overseas, you know, living in different cities, and I always felt like a, like a bit of a, an alien and a, and a, and I wanted to get back to that kind of home vibe. Fair play to you, man. Fair play. I I uh, have a very good friend who's from New Zealand, and she made the same decision a couple of years ago. I just think that when you're that when you've got that much ocean between you and your loved ones, uh, or where your heart is, um, you you're called back in the end. Yep, yep. It's a uh, it's a funny thing, but um, it seems to be almost uh, written in in the wind for, for people. You just kind of get to a point where you realise what you left behind. Yeah, totally. Um, listen, let's jump into music. I've spent quite a lot of time with the new records. I think that trying to, as someone who's followed Liars since the beginning, trying to pin the tail on, on the donkey, so to speak, to try and encapsulate what each record is, is, is quite a challenge because, you know, you're not, a band that uh, stagnates, you know, you're not, and and arguably you might not even be a band now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I uh, I'm, I'm certainly working with other musicians, and we we stand in a room and we play music together. So in in that way, I I could see it uh, as being a band. Um, but you know, I just don't know if band is is um. That 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 concept seems to be slowly for me fading from sort of uh, relevant relevance um, in the sense that I just I I can't I can't imagine um, how you know a band functions um, in this day and age. But but maybe it's just me. I I just think that um, so tell me that, a, Angus, tell me a little bit more about that. That's really interesting. Well, I mean, I, it's it more and more. Um, you there's the capability of being able to uh, produce and create um, individually, uh, and uh, and 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 obviously that's just that that power has grown over more and more over the years, um, and so there's there's kind of a less of a, a requirement to sort of stand in a room with a bunch of other people, let alone the idea of trying to sort of, you know, convince other people of your vision, et cetera, you know, which I, you know, obviously that's that's some of the great bands um, were able to sort of harness that. But um, you know, I just I just wonder for the for the for the for the most pure 
um, execution of an idea, is it is it best to have that many minds? I don't know. It's a, it's it's a it's an ongoing question for me. I suppose. I mean, I, I've 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 gone back and forth a bit between between a lot of things in 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 the process of making records over the years and um and I've tried um being completely alone and also being in groups and I I guess there's there's positives and negatives to them both I think it's a big question that doesn't have an answer actually I I make music myself and I'm very much in a place at the moment where I the fact that I can do everything myself uh I just find unbelievably inspiring I had no idea what my 20 year old self would have made of it all um having to make small talk with a drummer that i didn't like you know during rehearsals or you know waiting for a gig or whatever but at the same time i also think that it kind of can be quite lonely and also sometimes i think that you do need someone to go i'm not sure that's a really good idea like i think that if you're left completely like you've almost got to you've almost got to have that kind of that ability ability to edit yourself uh or, mm. may, or maybe you don't I, I think what i was trying to get to with this is that although although liars is essentially just you now you have been working with people so is that almost like the best of both worlds yeah well i was going to say there's there's the other other side of it which is sort of like d- despite being able to do all those things ourself now with the tools of production it's there's also a point of realizing that on your own you are less than what you might be if you add in a bunch of other talents you know um and i i i think uh, that's 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 effectively what um i began thinking when i was writing the record was that i had i had started to develop ideas for songs that I just frankly couldn't see how I could execute them in the way that I was imagining them. So despite those tools that we're talking about, despite being able to, I would have been able to pull off a version short um, by myself, you know, within the computer or at home or whatever. But um, there was something that I, that I could hear in those, in those original demos that, that made me imagine where they could go if I just gave them you know, or I opened up the door to some collaboration, and that and that's what I did. And I, I I came across some musicians who were, you know, like properly lifelong schooled, you know, jazz musicians, and uh, and were able to sort of, I think, elevate my ideas to where I I was imagining them going. Hello, my name's James McMahon, and I'm a journalist. I host the OCD Chronicles podcast, and I wanted to let you know about a new podcast I'm launching on the Spook Media Network on August 3rd, 2021. It's called Shame, and unsurprisingly, it's about that very thing, that negative self-eviscerating emotion that's used to control us, crush us, and keep us locked in misery. For reasons I'll get into on the podcast, I've been obsessed with shame all my life. And so I'm on a quest to understand what it is about this wretched emotion that hangs around my head, my heart, my soul, and tethers me from joy. I'll be speaking to psychologists, historians, and people who feel shame or have been shamed. 
If that sounds like something you're interested in, please subscribe to the podcast today. Available, as they say, wherever you get your podcasts. I, I was watching a really interesting video. Uh, it's probably about seven years ago. You, you, you live in downtown LA that's on YouTube, and you're basically, you're almost like walking through artistic influences, but like within visual arts as well as music. And I, one of the things I found really quite inspiring was how you were very committed to trying to find different ways to be creative. Probably haven't explained that very well, actually. But I guess what was the setup for the Apple drop? Like, because it, 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 it does feel like a very different record to the records that preceded it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the setup was that I, you know, the, the records preceding it, I'd made um, in isolation, pretty much within the computer, as we'd talked about. And then um, for this record, I just kind of, I, I had met um, these musicians um, as part of my touring band in Australia. And, um, and, and uh, you know, sort of was just sort of shocked at, at, at the potential there. And so I, I suppose I started to write demos with, with that in mind, but, but uh, yeah, there's, as, as the work developed, I, I just saw, uh, I, I just kind of fell in love with the idea again of, 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 of going to a studio, you know, the acoustic space, the, the, the possibilities of experimentation within a room, these kind of things that we were talking about, this kind of lost ideas of a, of a band together, you know, like what, what can happen uh, when you sort of just open up the ideas to everyone. And, um, and so that's what we did, went into the studio for a few sessions. Um, and I just was, I ultimately was, was collecting all the ideas um, and nothing super finished nothing nothing really comp- realized it was more like um i i recorded i recorded these guys taking every left turn that that I, that I could imagine and then um and then i took that material away um for about a year where i kind of um you know processed and and put the put the put the songs together i'm always interested with music that's made in the modern age about like what within what's kind of feeding into the music beyond like matters of sound um i think we live in extraordinary times and i don't even really just mean like the last 18 months that everyone on the planet has had i I mean that we just live in very strange times and i was quite interested in the fact that there feels to be to a degree a sci-fi influence to this record and I think that's really interesting in an age which is so uh, enthralled to technology, an age where there may or may not be UFOs in the sky, an age where mm. we, we're all asking ourselves big questions about information and uh, the honesty of our sources when it comes to information. Where, where was your head at in terms of how... The world was feeding into it, making this record. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely see um, the picture you're painting. I, I uh, initially the, um, I think the, 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 the journey, the impetus of the record was really a, 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 a journey sort of within, 
within the mind, you know, um, for me, uh, in writing it and making it, it was, it was a sort of an exploration of, of myself and my, my past, um, and trying to understand or come to some, some terms with it. And, um, but, but actually as, as the, as the, as the record evolved, as I brought in, um, uh, other people who I was collaborating with also visually, um, there started to become this sense that this, 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 this journey was applicable to a kind of a space exploration sci-fi, uh, idea. And, 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 and it, and it actually seemed to fit quite well into these tropes, uh, well-trodden paths of, of, of sci-fi and, and the mind, you know, um, and and so yeah, I I I, I began to realize it that way, and um, and really enjoyed the the possibilities of thinking about it that way, as opposed to just a a, a sort of a personal inner inner journey. I mean, to be honest, it was quite a leading question because it was in play in that that's how you approached making music and I think that really it was a projection of how I see my own creativity that I find it very hard to not have the world leaking into it but actually what you're saying is that it was a lot more like it was it was less an exploration of themes within the world right now but it was more of an exploration of yourself yes Yes, and then, and then of course you've got to um, you've got to uh, be aware of 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 the world around you to to make sense of yourself. So that's it, it's it's obviously going to be part of the conversation, and it, and it feeds into it. But I certainly, um, you know, I never I never I never wrote the record like in in a reaction to the pandemic, for example. Things like that weren't um, weren't on my mind, but. But of course, like there was a moment there, um, you know, where America really was look, looking like it was just about to eat itself, you know, um, during the, the the riots and then um, and then you know the the January sixth storming of the Capitol. I feel like I do recall, um, you know, the the sense of that um, creeping into the record, um, and mostly I was able to just kind of consider that as as a uh as a as a as a graspable concept for what you might be sort of escaping when you're on this kind of journey you know um when i started to think about it um in in broader terms than just my own sort of consciousness then you have to sort of like see if you can overlay it in a way like you you're talking about which is is which is how, how does it reflect back on society and so so those things were happening for sure in terms of looking inside yourself or that journey did you learn anything about yourself that you didn't beforehand oh um yeah yeah i mean i i suppose so i i, I you know i i guess the 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 major lesson is that is is just that you that i need to be i need to be able to come to terms or be be comfortable 
with myself uh, and and what I have done. You know, a uh, big part of the journey for me was like I never, I've never been good at um, at looking back in any way. Um, I just am not that kind of person, and I'm always um, really reluctant to look back because I, I'm sort of frightened of what I'll find if I look back. Uh, I, you know, there's a way of uh, you, you can remember things or maybe even just kind of gloss over them in a way that uh, that helps me kind of move forward. And, and big, big, big markers along my path are the records that, that I've made, you know, and those um, are significantly scary for me to to contemplate because I, I just don't want them to be um, less good than I thought of them or... Um, I, I, I just don't, I, I would, I'm so critical of the work. I just, I, I just would, I just don't want to destroy my image of what those things were. And because a lot of, a lot, a lot of the, a lot about the work for me is the process of making it. And, and the result is, is far less important. And, and, but in the end, that's what the thing is. And so going back, I forced myself basically to go back and, and like, um, face up to these records and and try and and see where where my my journey had had been i mean honestly as a as a creative person you you would um appreciate the idea that that you know if if anything where where we are lucky people in the planet in the sense that you know you can do that you can go back to work that you made five ten 20 years ago and it's going to tell you a massive amount about who you are or who you were and and in en- in the end give you a better chance of answering those huge life questions that everyone eventually comes up against you know and so uh you know i i just i just i i went back and that that's kind of the journey that that it was for me and um and and part of the lesson that i learned was that um you know, I always sort of felt like I was, I was like always advancing and going in a direction um, creatively. Um, you know, it's my, it's my goal. It's been my goal with every record to just sort of forget what I'd done in the past and and move on. But but when you go back and I look through it, then I understand it's 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 certainly not a straight line. It's more like a uh, a whirlpool or a spiral or something way more psychedelic. Forgive the further intrusion, but I wanted to let you know about another of Spook Media's podcast productions. That would be the Spook Podcast, a radio magazine show about the weird and the strange and the things that go bump in the night. Cue Spooky Thunder! The show is currently on a brief hiatus, but if you look for the feed wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find an ample backlog of UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, all sorts of marvellously macabre delights. Go search for it now. Don't look behind you. Can you find a separation between your your life as a, a, an Australian man called Angus and Angus from Liars? Like, because it feels a little bit like what you're saying is that, like the work, like the works that you've created, are almost signposts to where you were at. In in the journey that is your your life, but can you find any separation, or is it or is it all is it all viewed through the filter of work? 
yeah, it is. It, every everything is work. Uh, everything is is thinking, um, and and the you know the life is the work. You know, and and it's it's crazy to to come to to that understanding, but. Um, there's really not a lot else that, of significance that that I invest, you know, in all my creativity and thought into, you know, and um, and so uh, there isn't any real separation. No, that that is that is what it is, and um, and I suppose I suppose you know that's part of coming to terms with with where you're at is that, that this is, this is what you've been doing, you know, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a heavy pill to swallow. Has that changed at all since you've moved home and closer and had a child and um, almost like done more, like done more than art? Has that changed or is it still how you see things? Yeah, not particularly. I wouldn't say that. It's um, it's it's slightly a different thing has changed though, which is that I I never um, was interested in in a musical community. You know, I never really was interested in um, connecting with with other artists. I don't know why. It just felt like I again was on this sort of journey, and I and I just didn't feel the need to sort of relate. Um, but but having come back to Australia, I found myself in a position where I was um, super interested and super connected, became connected to to artists here. Um, and I think that affected the work as well. I think I think uh, I think that was part of the reason i was I was interested in the collaboration, or at least that that opened the door for me. Um, but yeah, a, a more of a sense of a, of of the of the struggle of of the artist was also something that 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 occurred to me more since I came back to Australia. It's a it's a different, it's a very different, um, you know, way of existing here. Where I mean, the population is just so much smaller than than really anywhere I've I've lived for so long. Um, it's just a sheer numbers thing. There's there's less people who are interested in X or Y as opposed to, you know, the, the mainstream. And um and so I find I find the struggle of, of sort of fringe experimental artists in Australia that much more sort of I don't know, palpable or something. And I wanted I I, I wanted to connect with people, yeah, in a way that I'd never never felt like the need to before it feels like a time of real growth yeah man i mean i guess so i yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i i guess it's always it always is though i i suppose it's whether or not you want to acknowledge it i guess that's part of what this whole thing was about was like some sort of coming to terms with understanding what growth is or something you know i'm gonna wrap this up there angus because i think i'm gonna melt otherwise and i'm quite concerned that you yeah buddy are shivering uh on the other side of, yeah. the, <laughs> of the ocean but i uh, i love the record and thanks loads for walking me through uh a bit more of the dna of it uh of course james i appreciate um you 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 taking the time and and go get in a cold shower or something <laughs> Well, that's episode three. Thanks to Zoe Miller for sorting out the interview. 
Thanks to Angus for speaking to me. The theme tune is by the band Jobbers. Please, if you enjoyed the podcast, please, please, please rate, review and subscribe. And I'll be seeing you when I see you.